Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm happy tonight to, to introduce Tyson Holbrook, who's uh, volunteered, been willing to come and share his story. You're a Latter-day Saint, or grown, uh, born and raised Latter-day Saint, were you? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, tell us a little bit about your time as a <laughs> Latter-day Saint. Certainly. Well, I was born into the church. Yeah. Um, had a little, bit of a, a little bit of a challenging life, as I'm sure many people have. Um, my parents, uh, you know, were, were kind of uh, shotgun wedding parents. <laughs> okay. um, they went to BYU uh-huh. and uh, I guess kind of had a night of unbridled passion. And um, okay. <laughs> uh, because uh, my parents' parents are uh, very staunch LDS, uh, you know, a wedding was pretty important to have. Yeah. Um, so I was born seven months after they got married. Okay. And, uh, you know, a year later they got sealed. So sealed, sealed in the temple, huh? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then you were raised and went to primary and I got did. baptized at age eight, I guess. Yes, and, I did. Okay. And what else? Uh, well, anything? when I was 12, my parents decided they should get divorced. They oh, kind of wanted to do that for a long time because they really weren't in love with each other. Oh. Um, but, you know, uh, they got divorced and uh, it was kind of messy. Uh, it was finalized when I was 15. Hmm. I lived in Chicago at the time. Wow. Uh, when I was 15, I came out, lived with my father uh, and his new wife and four kids. And... Um, and was he active? And you were still active in the church, I guess. Uh, yes. During the time before I came out and lived with him, I was not active for about, you know, the age of 12 to about 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was 15, yes, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, <laughs> definitely strongly encouraged that we all went to church. Right. So, <laughs> Expected. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so did you, uh, you went to seminary, you took seminary? Uh-huh. I did, yes. Uh, that was a good experience, I guess. Did you feel like as you were growing up, you have a testimony of the church and Joseph Smith? And um, You know, here's the thing. I'd say I had a quasi-testimony in that there are certain things in the church that I would say uh, absolutely are true. I mean, I love the family values. Um, I love the, uh, you know, the encouragement of calling each other brother, sister, things like that. The social, the cultural, social cultural aspect of, yeah. of certain things, yes. Um, as, as for the Book of Mormon, I never did get a revelation of that. Um, I prayed a lot. I'm very familiar with the Book of Mormon. Um, you to, prayed this to find out if it was true. That is correct. Oh, yes. and you didn't get an answer? I never did, no. <laughs> it was a little rough. As for Joseph Smith, no. As for the Bible, uh, when we did the New Testament studies in, um, in seminary, I yeah. love the Bible. Uh, that was probably the best year of seminary for me, as far as the New Testament goes. Wow. Do you think there are many LDS that fall into this category of uh, maybe questioning Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon even as a youth? I mean, yes. Do you think so? Yes. The, the challenge with it is, Earl, is that um, you know it's it's not something that's openly embraced, and it's not something that uh, nobody would talk about. Right. Exactly. Sure. In fact, yeah. sometimes um, some of the you know questions that I've talked about and things like that, uh, you know, I've been pulled aside and say, hey, be careful, you know, you can kind of get excommunicated for talking too much about that kind of stuff. Some people have told me. And I was like, wow, really? So you're a, a person that asks questions and wanted answers, I guess. And yes, <laughs> yes. 
yeah, I mean, not knowing things makes me crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I, uh, you did mention earlier that you'd prepared to kind of go on a mission, or that was the plan that you were going to go. Yes. What happened with that? Well, um, when I was 17 years old, I joined the military okay. um, two days after my birthday. <clears throat> and uh, I had gotten leave from the military to serve a mission when I was 19, mm. you know. And I had the money to go, no debts, uh, obviously pretty well educated in uh, the church because I did read it, and I was seeking a testimony because that matters to me. I mean, yeah. I don't want to just keep going around blind going, oh, yeah, I believe it's true. And every month we got people bearing their testimonies, and I'm thinking, yeah. I want one of those. I mean, yeah. I've, got a, I've got a testimony of certain things, absolutely, and, and I'm a passionate person. And so, um, yeah, so when I was 19, I went to my bishop. Um, you know, I had, I had had some sex. Not, oh, a, okay. not a not a thing that you talk about in the church. In fact, most people will probably run and hide under the under the pews if you you know if they hear that. But um, so, as I was being interviewed by the bishop, um, you know, I told him, "Hey, look, you know, I already repented for it with the previous bishop. It's been about seven months." And he goes, "Well, you can't go for a year." And I said, "Okay, well, I have leave right now, and I know of people in the MTC that have you know." had a guilty conscience and confessed, and somehow they still work it out out there. I'd rather just be honest up front and say, hey, yeah. this is what I've done. Yeah. Um, and so we talked to the stake president, whole nine yards, no dice. And so, mm. of course, and I got the same pressures that everybody gives, um, you know, women coming up to me, oh, you'd be such a good missionary, Tyson. You're so charismatic. Everybody likes you. And so I told the one lady who's probably like the biggest gossip queen, I said, you know what, I'd love to go on a mission, <laughs> but because I've had some morality problems, I can't. Now, if you can convince the bishop to let me go, I'll go. All right, I'll all sign right. a release for you, get in there, let's make it happen. <laughs> Never, nobody bugged me ever again after that, because I think she wow. let everybody know, so it was great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then what, what happened after this? You. Um, okay, so after that... You went back into the military, I guess. Yeah, yeah, stayed in the military. Um, uh, let's see here, came back home. I was, I was reserve status at that time. Uh, met the woman that I was going to marry. Uh, certainly not in a hurry to get married at all. Um, yeah. You know, my parents have been divorced. Uh, pretty much most of my life, I've seen marriages that I would qualify as, you know, uh, somewhat failed marriages. They may still be together, but they're not happy. And when I listen to the church, and we talk about eternal families. We talk about all these things that really ring true to me in my heart. Yeah. But then I actually look at results of how people treat each other, how they interact with so, each other. So you want to make sure it was the right thing. And oh, everything. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was... I was definitely afraid of getting married. And was she active in the church? Um, somewhat, yes. Yeah. I mean, she was born LDS. Uh, some of her family active, some of them not. Yeah. Her parents had been divorced as, as well. And um, Now, you did end up getting married in the temple. Yes, that right? I did. In fact, uh, to give you an idea how important the temple was to me, okay, um, we ended up having a physical relationship beforehand. Okay. okay. And, um, you know, we wanted to get married in the temple. We went to our bishop and he says, well, why don't you just get see, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Civil ceremony. Civil, Civil ceremony okay. first and get sealed Wait in a year. Okay. And I said, you know, I appreciate that, but I'm really, really wanting to do this right. And she was behind me 110%. I mean, I've got literally the most awesome wife. Oh, that's neat. And um, so we had to cut off that excitement for uh, a, year for a year before we could get married. And we did. And uh -huh. we successfully did that. I'm and proud of you. That's great. Thanks. I can't believe we did that now. But uh, anyway, that's how important it was to us that, yeah. you know, we had a marriage that worked. Yeah. And uh, So how was that experience? Now, you, this had been the first time you'd gone through the temple yes. as well. What, yes. How was that experience? Um well, okay. Uh, I always wanted, I always wanted to believe, you know. So as I'm, as I'm going through this, well, okay. The first part when they do the washing and anointing part, you know. Yeah. 
and you have to, you know, put the sheet over you and you're naked underneath it. Because nobody would talk to me about the temple, it always bothered me. And so my friend from high school who wanted to be my, um, what do you call escort. it? My escort. Escort, yeah, yeah. I looked at him, I, you know, the guy says, hey, strip down, put this thing on. And I looked at him, I said, all right, that's why nobody talks about this crap here in the temple, you know? I'm not taking my, I'm like, you guys are telling me right now what's going on, right? My friend's just totally red-faced. He's like, Tyson, calm down. I swear it's not anything big deal. I'm like, well. Well, it is to me. <laughs> it is to me, yeah. So that part was really weird. Um, you know, the endowment ceremony, a little weird. Uh, not too bad. My wife thought it was extremely weird. But we were also so madly in love with each other and excited. I mean, we had made it that whole year. We took out our endowments yeah. right before we got married. Yeah. So I'd say our mind was really more focused on uh, our marriage and being together sure. and that kind of stuff. And you just kind of accept what's there and figure that it, what you don't <laughs> understand, you'll understand yeah. it later i know and, right. and you attended the temple regularly uh, or, per, or um, went back over a period oh of yeah time absolutely and, yeah. yeah and how long were you in this situation then you were active in the church and i was uh, holding active, callings i guess um, and yeah in fact active in the church worked with the youth all the way up until about eight year, uh, eight months ago um oh wow so uh yeah I, I had a youth calling i was uh uh over the 16 to um 18 year olds most recently yeah Absolutely loved it. Uh, I'd say that's probably one of the most awesome callings that there is. So what happened? Well, for about seven years, I had been studying the church. One of the things that's really challenging to me, Earl, is, you know, every Sunday we're reminded of how these people all around us have these testimonies that are just, you know, some yeah. of them unbelievable. Some of them you're like, all right, well, I don't even know why I said that, but thanks, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, you know, and I'm looking at myself, and I, I did bear my testimony several different times, but on, on issues that are universal truth to me and, and, and hold dear to my heart, but I could never really do it about Joseph Smith, about the Book of Mormon, and things like that. And so I felt because like there was something Because you never received an answer kind right. of thing? yes. And so did you talk to anybody about that? I've talked to everybody, including Santa Claus, if he was available, yes. I <laughs> uh, went to pretty much every one of my bishops. And their um, answer was? State presidents. Well, um, their answer was, well, Tyson, you know, <clears throat> you really need to pray with a sincere heart. And maybe, you know, maybe you need to read the Book of Mormon again. And, yeah. and I'm like, you know, I'm pretty versed in the Book of Mormon. And I've, okay. I've in fact, been begging for it to be true. And, and I just won't and... lie and say that I got something if I didn't. Yeah. You know, and I didn't. Wow. And so you just, this was over a period of seven years now. Were you, did you keep your wife abreast of this? Yes. And how did she feel about it? Uh, at first, my wife did not like it. Um, no. <laughs> but I told her, I said, look, I said, here's the thing. I just want to be able to have a testimony. I mean, we have four kids. And there's nothing more sacred to me than my responsibility and honor to be a husband and to be a father. Oh. And, um, you know, I take, um, I take raising my kids really, really seriously. And so I know they look to me for, for guidance. And I want to be able to offer that to them in something that I feel 100% clear that I'm giving them good and advice. And you didn't want them to come back later and say, Dad, why didn't you share this stuff with me or something, huh? Well, sure. <laughs> and the other thing, too, is I'm taking them to this church that, you know, if you will, was kind of contrary to what I see in the New Testament. That's we're the one true church. We're, you know, basically um, very much a pharisaical type, Sadducee type, yeah. religious elite yeah. church but i wanted to be able to feel that and know that so i'm telling my kids look i have a testimony guys i'm telling you this is the right thing but i kept doing it because i didn't know anything else i was very comfortable at church wow. i like everybody there it yeah. was very hard for me to leave i still go back once in a while just to see people and they're but like oh you know. i thought you'd left the church i'm like i do i just love you guys i came by to say hi 
Wow. That's it. So. so what kinds of things did you uncover <coughs> in your studies? You've well, always been a questioning person, so yes. what kind of triggered things and got you studying? Well, um, the biggest thing that, that triggered to me is that I didn't have a testimony, okay? okay? And then, you know, I wanted to have a testimony of Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon. Okay, well, I started saying to myself, well, why did everybody hate Joseph Smith so bad? I don't understand, you those, know? Uh, those that do, why is there a problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what, what's such a big deal? And bishops would say, well, you know, I mean, he did go out and say he saw God and Jesus and things like that. And I'm like, okay, so somebody who doesn't believe him, maybe they say, oh, the guy's crazy, you know, he's nuts. It's not usually a reason to go and tar and feather somebody, you yeah. know, just because they're nuts, because yeah. otherwise there'd be a lot of tar and feathered people, right? <laughs> right. And so um, in, in researching things, I started to find out things that were absolutely unbelievable to me. And, uh, you know, I was very cognizant of not going into, quote-unquote, anti-literature uh, to make sure that if I did see anything that would be, you know, came from a contrary source, that I was able to independently verify it through... Uh, a book that was presented by the church and things like that. That was the same thing I did. I stayed totally in in church books, right? Journal of Discourses, uh, sure. and all those, and even the Book of Mormon itself, and some things. So, and the Bible. Right. So those are acceptable by the church, and so you were looking at those things. Sure. And I uncovered a whole bunch of things, and I had talked to friends and things like that. People who had been influential in getting me active in the church, yeah. and you know, a lot of them had the same problems. And some of them have to do with the first vision. You know, first vision has several different accounts. Yeah. And okay, you know, of course, at church we're all supposed to be able to let faith bridge the gaps. Well, that one was a pretty big gap, and I was like. Boy, because, you know, the, the, some of the accounts don't even mention God and Jesus. And yeah. I, look, I'm not a perfect guy. That. But if I'm praying hard and somebody comes down and says, Hi, Tyson, I'm God, this is Jesus. I'd be <laughs> you like, might mention that every <laughs> time, right? Every time, I think that'd be yeah. God, Jesus, That, that God. one got me really good. Yeah. yeah. But I, I kind of went, okay, I'll give that the benefit of the doubt. You know, and then, uh, you know, start finding about a, finding out about some of the other things. The you know, polygamy find, and... Well, the polygamy mason, actually is... Masonry. Well, masonry was one I kind of said, okay, I guess faith can get me through. Um, you know, uh, the Book of Abraham, finding out about the papyrus and things like that. You that know, was that one shocking, wasn't, something wasn't it? Incredibly shocking. I had not, I'd never heard of that. Yeah, but as soon as I hit the polygamy, that was tough for me. And so I started to really ask a, a ton of questions about that. I'm like, you know, talking to my bishops, you know, how does this does oh, not Oh, I'll seem, bet they didn't like you. Uh, coming well, to these questions at all. <laughs> they certainly had uncomfortable feelings, yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, in talking with them about that, you know, I get all kinds of explanations. Well, you know, there's lots of widowed women, Joseph Smith was helping them out, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then digging deeper and deeper and deeper, I found out about polyandry, and that is where Mary. everything went off. S explain that for the audience. What's <laughs> okay. polyandry? Well, for the audience, um, <laughs> polyandry would be basically um, a woman is married, and has a husband, and she gets married to another man. Yeah. And so uh, that to me was unbelievable, and I found out Joseph Smith had plenty of polyandrous relationships. That pushed me over the top, because I could bridge the gap on a lot of things, you yeah. know, and polygamy, you know, oh, we need to raise a righteous seed. I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to get some faith going on that. But wait a minute, you're going to take other dudes' wives while they're married? Now, some of the people that explained to me, oh, well, they didn't have sex. Well, actually, in my readings, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. But let's table that. Let's just say, okay, you're totally right. They didn't have sex. Sure, no problem. I'm going to pretend I'm back in the time of Joseph Smith, and I'm out raking my leaves or whatever. Joseph comes over to me and says, hey, Tyson, guess what? I was, um, I was hanging out last night, and this angel came to me with a drawn sword and said, I'm supposed to marry your wife or he's going to swing. Yeah. I'd have been like, Joseph, you and I were doing we were like this, man, until about two minutes ago. I tell the angel to swing. Yeah. You know, or I need to talk to God and know what is going on. Yeah. Because my wife isn't 
my wife isn't it's not up properly. for sale. Yeah, right. But. And that's the other thing too that made me nuts. And I even brought a little bit of a couple of readings that are directly out of here because one of the things that I notice with LDS people is um, I feel like a lot of them have their hearts in the right place. Yeah. And for me, um, you know. I did not want this to be wrong. In fact, I've got a lot vested in this. I gave up sex for a year, you know, so that I could be married in the temple and I could live the right way and things like that. And uh, it well, was really devastating. Let me ask you this. How did you bridge this concern over Mormonism to a relationship into Christianity? Because this is so devastating when we find out that the true church isn't true. That's but correct. you've come to Christ. Yes. You be, had a relation, you have a relationship with him now. Yes. Was that difficult? And did your wife come along with you with that? My wife came along with me. Like oh, I say, how wonderful. It is. In yeah. fact, um, I was not open to any option other than that. Um, I would not lie to my wife. And I told her, I said, I've got some real issues, and I want you to understand what they are, and I want to be able to share these and with you. And was she willing to just look at what you found, and yes. she understood it? Um, she didn't understand everything, but yeah. in, we, we'd kind of go back through and reread certain passages. she trusted passages. you and trusted what she was reading and <laughs> right, came but I, to a... I didn't want her to just trust me. I wanted no, her to no. feel it herself. Yeah. You know, and that's what, it's funny you mention that, because that's one of the things that bothers me about um, even modern-day LDS is because I hold the priesthood, basically, you know, I'm the, I'm the king leader. of the castle, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, obviously in earlier days, I mean, you know, I've, I've got a... a, a talking here by Jedediah Grant where he talks about if Joseph Smith wanted my gold, my silver, my cows, my wife, I'd say, here she is, and I wish I had more to give you. And that just just tears me up to the core. My wife yeah. is not personal property. Right. She is not to be traded. She's a person. She's an equal. And that makes me very, very angry. Yeah. And, uh, and I've got a daughter. Yeah. And as a dad, I am very that protective be, of her. Yeah. So did you and your wife decide, okay, let's, let's check out a I mean, that was a big step, but did yeah. you decide to check out a Christian church? Yes, we, we went around a bunch of different places, and um, uh, I probably went around a lot more than she did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people were giving me a hard time. They're like, boy, you're a real exciting guy, going to a lot of different churches on Sundays. Well, you want to yeah. check things out. Yeah. But isn't that a, there's a freedom in Christ as being a Christian, right? Correct. I mean, yes. you have the freedom to choose and to select an area <laughs> that, I mean, you, you wanted to pick something that would be good for your kids. Mm -hmm. Do they enjoy going to church? My kids love it. Now, is that, some, is that a misconception the Mormons would have about Christians? Yes. In fact, that's something I was very concerned about. You know, I will give the LDS Church a lot of credit in some areas. Yeah. One, they have a great youth program. They're yeah. good at organizing things. Yeah. As far as like from a, almost like a corporate structure, they run like a well-mechanized, yeah. well-oiled machine. Yeah. Okay. And so for me, it was like, man, I mean, what I've got this. What am I going to do for my kids? Yeah, what am I going to do for them? Yeah. And so luckily I found, you know, a really nice Christian church, non-denominational. They have a fantastic youth program. My kids love going. And um, do you see notice a difference there? Did they, yes. I guess they probably enjoyed going to church. I don't know. In they the do. LDS, but now they, but now they want to go and they're they excited do. to go. and They want to go. Um, and they're learning about Christ, I assume. Correct. And yes. Do they come home talking about it? And Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, not every day, but yeah, yeah but a lot it's of so times. different. I think. Yes, the enthusiasm and and because you're worshiping and praising God. Yes, in a in a way that we just don't as a Latter Day Saint. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. In yeah. fact, one of the things I I think is interesting is especially right now with uh, you know uh, Mitt Romney being in the in the yeah. spotlight yeah. and people talking about Mormonism, saying it's not Christian. You know, previous to me doing a lot of this research, oh boy, I would have fought that tooth and nail and said, I'm absolutely Christian. I absolutely love Jesus Christ. But now understanding 
the doctrine behind Mormonism and understanding a lot more the differences between Christianity and Mormonism, I totally understand what they're saying. That Mormons aren't Christian. That is correct. Yeah, I wouldn't have ever believed that either. You couldn't, you fact, couldn't have pulled that out of me. Yeah, no. In fact, I didn't know I didn't have a relationship with Jesus until I left Mormonism. I mean, it's just, I thought I, thought I did. Yeah. So, but now it sounds like you've always loved the Bible, so your yeah. your feelings about the Bible may have changed, or do you do you trust it more? Do you feel um, like it's more reliable? You know what? I, I would or say have I, you always. I've always felt like it's pretty reliable. Um, you know, I'll be honest. Uh, okay. The Old Testament has some things for me that I can't understand, and I I honestly don't care to try to understand <laughs> some of it. Um, but as far as uh, you know, the, the ministry Testament. of Jesus Christ. I absolutely love it. You know, the parables and, and the Paul, teachings and things like that, yes. And Paul's epistles. Paul's so, epistles, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's wonderful. So what do you think the LDS, uh, what is it that they most misunderstand about Christians, do you think? Um, well, I think a lot of what they most, misunder most misunderstand is that uh, a lot of them feel like life has to be a checklist, and you're going to make it there based on your worthiness. And you are under well, this microscope. You know, did you home teach this week, you know, this month or whatever? Did you pay your full tithing? You know, did, did you attend church? I noticed you weren't there last Sunday, you know. <laughs> I, and, and that's another thing I wanted to tell you that I was telling my wife the other day when we were at church. Is I said, you know, what's nice about being here? And she goes, what? I said, everybody's here because they want to be. Because there's nobody here who goes, hey, we haven't seen you for like four months. Where have you been? You know, did you Is apostatize? It? Did you fall away? Oh, were you led astray? You know, none of that no stuff. No fear. No. No no concern. It just, you, you're there because you want to be there. Exactly. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? It is. It's it a really is. good feeling. Yeah. And, and, and the wild thing is, I think a lot of people really feel like they're doing the right thing. And, you know, I would say, that one of the things I was looking at, and I wanted to show you this, um, is I, you know, um, ah, thanks. <coughs> I was just going through LDS.org today, okay? And one of the things I thought was particularly important is this. Mormons and education, an overview, right? Right here? Okay. All right, so um, let's see here. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <clears throat> let's see here. Education lies close to the hearts of the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and resonates with many other values they hold dear. So they talk about education. And if you look on LDS.org, it talks about education all over the place, right? So what I find fascinating to me is that because I was going out and getting myself educated, so many people... About the church. About the church, correct. So many people really took an issue with that, going, well, what are you reading? You're I studying mean, yourself out of the church? Is that a phrase I've heard? It's, it, it, Study yourself out of the church? It, it, and it's, it's actually true, you know? And the thing is, is that I don't believe that you can just listen to one person and say, okay, well, because Earl told me, I'm out. But when you read it for yourself, yeah. In context, and that's uh -huh. an important thing. Some people go, well, I've, I've heard of some of these, you know, phrases, but did you read it in context? I'm like, yeah, read the whole talk, yeah. you know, or read the whole book. Yeah, yeah read it in context. It's disgusting, <laughs> you know. And so, um, you know, and the other thing, too, I found is that I have some people that are very religious, wanted to have discussions with me, and they're like, well, I mean, are you sure? And, oh, what well, you know, aren't you worried about with your kids and things like that? But and, as a Christian now, like you're saying, you can talk about anything, <laughs> yes. anytime. Yes, and and it just uh, you're just there's no fear. Correct about truth and and I know in the church it says glory of God is intelligence, but uh, yeah, it they want to be willingly blind is what they want to well, be. And, and and here's the thing that's interesting is it is a fraud 
but yet the people that are perpetuating the fraud are the very ones telling you, oh, well, don't read that. Don't read that. You can't, you know, that's, yeah. you know, only stick with the Book of Mormon. Just stick with that or, you know, or the Bible and, and, and things like that. But even if you compare the Book of Mormon and the Bible, if you actually read it, there's some significant differences. Yeah. But, um, I wanted yeah, to ask you one quick question about prayer. Yes. Uh, how do you feel like your prayers are different as a Mormon and now as a Christian? Um, I would say my prayers are probably the same, but are I'd say really? I'm pretty unique in that, you know. I mean, before you were praying to your to a God, <laughs> right? But you knew that you could eventually become like Him. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Now you're praying to God Almighty, right? And you have this relationship. You're in Him, and He's in you. Yes. Is it different? I would say in, in that Maybe particular in that aspect of it, context. yes. I've always kind of thought that I'm, you know, even though I would pray to Heavenly Father and, and, you know, seal it in the name of Jesus Christ, I'd always kind of think that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are both there to hear me. Yeah. And so, and I, I've always really thought of Jesus Christ well, as the person I have the relationship you've with. You've had so. a wonderful testimony, even about the New Testament, even as a youth and all your questioning. You've got a 30 seconds or so. What do you tell the LDS people? <laughs> what do you, what would counsel would you give to them? Um... Boy, I don't know. I would tell the LDS, <laughs> I would tell the LDS people yeah. this. <laughs> Take the opportunity to actually educate yourself. Take the opportunity to actually read books like the Journal of Discourses, like the History of the Church. Read about how Joseph Smith boasted that no man held a church together like he has. Including not Jesus. Peter, not Jesus Christ even himself. In Joseph Smith's own words, we've been deceived. For a while, I went through it very angry. And now, I just want all my brothers and sisters in the church, which I do consider everybody my brother and sister, and that's certainly the way that Christ taught, look for the truth, because it is there. Okay. Well, thanks, Tyson. I appreciate you coming and sharing and uh, for your testimony. We'll see you next week. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.